Praise the Lord. God is good. You know, I was sitting here listening to, obviously, I have to listen to the testimonies, don't I? Can I say that? Okay. I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. But, um, you know, um, the belief and, and the trust, sometimes we all might slacken that a little bit. But when you humble yourself before God and um, you allow him to give you direction in, in that, it increases your belief. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm saying that. Because God has put into my heart, you know, these last few weeks, and then he's brought it here tonight, and it's about fasting. Fasting is a way to humble yourself, and that direction increases your belief, you know, because when God's giving you direction, your belief is increased from that. And, um, you know, so that's what we're going to talk about tonight. But before we get to that, um, God told me, uh, you know, the other day, he he spoke to me in a dream, and he said, flash drive and USB. That's what he said to me, and I didn't understand exactly what he was saying. But, um, you know, so I started praying, and I was seeking the, the answer to that. And Well, he meant we're the flash drive, right? So when you plug into him, and God's a USB, that's how he was describing this to me, that when you plug into this, into the USB, you copy that stuff. That stuff gets inscribed into your hearts, and you're able to take that out. All that information, everything that God has put in your heart, and you're able to take that out and plant that somewhere else. We all know how a flash drive works, right? You can copy and go take it somewhere else. That's what he's saying to us. You know, when you get this, when you plug into him, you can take that out and plant that seed, copy that somewhere else, and then God's going to increase that himself. Amen? Praise the Lord. In order to do that, you're not going to just do it yourself. You need to humble yourself before him. And, um, you know, that's, that starts with um, fasting and prayer. Um, real quick, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer, but, yeah, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. If you'd stand with me real quick. Thank you, Jesus. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask tonight, Jesus, that, that this word that you've put... In my heart, this teaching, Jesus, that, God, that everybody in here opens their heart up, Lord, and realizes that it came from you, Jesus, that it's not of man, that it's you, God, that has inspired me to speak these words tonight, Jesus, and we give you all honor and glory, and, Lord, we pray that our hearts are open to receive conviction, revelation, Jesus, and that, God, we bind any spiritual... Um, distraction in this place anything lord that is of man we bind lord and we pray that the spirit of you god comes down into this place jesus and does what you desire to happen tonight and take place lord in your mighty name we pray jesus amen you can be seated we're going to turn to matthew 9 verse 15 i'm going to go quick because um there's a lot of information so if i'm going too fast I do have a copy of the scriptures, but it says, And Jesus said to them, Can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and then shall they fast. That sounds like a command to me, does it, you guys? Does that sound like a command? Then, then shall they fast. Well, if God's commanding it, there's a reason that he's commanding it. And there's many scriptures in the Bible where, one, he's not just commanded that, but he's teaching us how to fast. He's teaching us how, how to um, pray. And, um, you know, we can find these scriptures all the way throughout 
um, Matthew, the book of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And um, God had convicted me on fasting because I, one, that struggled with fasting, you know. And then the, the more convictions that, that you get and increases the belief, the trust that Pastor was talking about. So you start, you start walking in that direction, not because you want to, but because, you know, God's directing you that way. And then you start fasting, and I mean, revelations start coming and, and get stronger. And then you, you, you really start realizing what, why, you're, why you're fasting. What, why is this taking place? Instead of asking, and, and this isn't me saying why, why, asking questions. This is, you know, God is revealing these things to you. So then understanding is starting to increase, you know, in, inside you. And um, there's some uh, more scriptures about um, where you can find in the Bible, and I don't have these here, but you can look them up to where it looks like it's um, a command. And I would have to say that, you know, me personally, I, I believe that that is a command. Shall they fast? You know, I mean, God physically, can anybody see Jesus Christ right now? Spiritually, he's all around. While he's talking to them, while he was manifested in the flesh, and now he's, and he's saying, you know, when, when, he won't be with them all the time, you know, in the physical form, in, in the visible image of God. Um, praise the Lord. If you turn to Judges chapter 20, verse 18, <clears throat> Israel, throughout the, the book of Judges, Israel has been very disobedient, um, doing things their way and not seeking after the Lord, not humbling themselves before God. And, and here, starting on 18, I'm going to jump. Um, to some chat, or, uh, different verses, so if they, you guys can keep up with me up there. But it said, um, and the children of Israel rose and went up to the house of God and asked counsel of God and said, which of us shall go up first to the battle against the children of Benjamin? And the Lord said, Judah shall go up first. Now, um, notice how they approached God, one, and, and asked him, um, it was more of a demand. I, there's not. I don't. In this verse, I'm not seeing a lot of them. Um, they they weren't humbling themselves before God. So to and then to go further in ni- 19, or excuse me, we'll go to 21. It says, and the children of Benjamin came forth out of. Um, Pastor can read that word and destroyed the town. I'm not good at reading towns. Destroyed the town. Destroyed down to the ground the Israelites that day. Twenty and two thousand two thousand men. They were defeated. And then to go on again, and the people and the men of Israel encouraged themselves and set the battle again in array in a place where they'd put themselves in array the first day. See, themselves, they're talking a lot about themselves. There's not a lot of direction from God here. They're, they're going back and they're, they're doing it their way. Thanks, Brother Larry. You know, and, and array is a, a way in order. They're, they're setting themselves in the same way that they were before to do that for us to um, put ourselves in situations like that if we're going to struggle and we constantly recognize that we're going back into that struggle think about who you're um the the questions you may be you know asking or who who you're asking these questions to sometimes we seek man more than we seek God man can't answer your question man's an opinion God's is the truth and it's you know it's the Everything in this Bible is is um, given for us to to help us. So when we seek after 
man's approval or man's opinion, you know, on man can give you confirmation. I mean, if God's called you to be a minister and, and you know, man comes up to you and, and says, I can see that you're going to be a preacher someday or, you know, that's confirmation. That doesn't mean that you're going to be. I'm just saying there's confirmation. Does that make sense or am I confusing you? No, the answer is so I'm confusing it. Praise the Lord. Amen. So anyway, we'll go back to um, uh, verse uh, 23 says, And then the children of Israel went up and wept before the Lord until evening and asked counsel of God, saying, Shall I go up again to battle against the children of Benjamin, my brother? And the Lord said, Go up against him. <clears throat> now notice how the, the way that they're approaching God, you know, um, is changing. <clears throat> they approached him at one point which was more um, demanding. And, and this verse, there's still demand in there, but um, something's starting to um, click. You know, they're, they're starting to recognize, well, I can't, you know, do this by myself, you know. And um, when you read on our, the um, chapters um, before this one, you know, you can see how disobedient Israel is. But they're starting to uh, put more trust in God, but they're not giving God everything. They're not giving him his full trust. And um, humbling themselves before God to receive the direction that 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 they're uh, that they need to get through this. So then, to continue down to um, verse twenty-four says, and then the children of Israel came near against the children of Benjamin the second day. Then Benjamin went forth against them out of um, give. How do you say that word? Yes, the second day and destroyed down to the ground. The children of Israel, again, 18,000 men, all these drew the sword. They were defeated a second time. It's, it's confusing sometimes. You know, in our lives, we feel, you know, it's like we get into the, this, this cycle. It's like, well, God, I did what you told me to, but really did you? You know, did we really humble or did we just take a few seconds to say, you know what, I'm going to put this aside. I'm going to give God a few seconds of my life. And, you know, I'm going to fast for a little bit for the results I want. Or I'm going to fast for the results he wants, for the direction that he's going to give me. Verse 26 goes on to say, Then all the children of Israel and all the people. Now, in every one of those verses that I read, it said, And the children of Israel. This is the first one when they have approached God to where it said all. Then all of the children of Israel and all of the people went up and came unto the house of God and wept and sat there before the Lord and fasted that day until evening and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. They finally just completely died themselves out and humbled themselves completely before God. Why do we have to humble ourselves before God? Because it gives him all the glory. It's, it's given glory to God, all the praise. Glory defined is honor, praise, and worship. That's what God wants, and when we humble ourselves before him, this is, this is what happens. As they did in 26, they humbled themselves before God, you know, um, showed God proper honor, and the children of Israel inquired of the Lord, for the ark of the covenant of God was there in these days. And Phinehas, the son of, and the son of Aaron, stood before it in those days, saying, Shall I yet again go out to the battle against the children of Benjamin, my brother, or shall I cease? And the Lord said, Go up, for, to, 
for tomorrow I will deliver them into thy hands. They, they humble themselves, found the direction, the, the direction that God wanted them, where God wanted them, and then the answer came. They, they, they stopped demanding, and, and everybody came. It wasn't, it wasn't just a couple people. Sometimes, you know, um, and I'm not saying that don't go fast by yourself, but this big fast like this, there's power. That is powerful. And when they all came, they all seek direction. They stood before, and then I'm not going to go any further in this, but, it, you know, the next few chapters it talks about Israel finally defeats um, <clears throat> Benjamin. So the things that we're struggling with, because we all got struggles. I struggle, everybody in here, and I'm not speaking for you. I mean, you know what your struggle is because you're thinking about it right now because I mentioned it. But when you're struggling these things, realize this, that when you humble yourself, honestly, you know what you're doing it when you're, when you're honestly humbling yourself before God and you're not. You know, um, sometimes, you know, I am talking about fasting because that's what they did. That's what a form of fasting is humble. That is being humble. When, when you say, for instance, I'm going to do this, and then you fail at that, you accept defeat at that moment. If you're going to fast for a whole day, maybe for some reason you, you eat that morning, you're like, oh, I forgot. I failed. Well, that's fine. I'm just going to go on with the rest of my day. Well, you don't have to do that. You don't have to accept defeat. Continue to humble yourself before God. See, Israel did not accept defeat. They wanted, to, they wanted direction from God and did not have a complete understanding how to get there until they kept going, kept going, and then finally they humbled themselves how God wanted them to, and God gave them the answer, and he, he guided them with the direction. That's what we need to continuously do. Don't accept defeat. If you're struggling from back pain, and you're praying, and the church is praying and fasting for you, just because you don't receive results instantly, don't, that, don't stop. Don't accept the defeat. Continue, and then this isn't begging this isn't begging God saying, well, God, I've asked you last week, you know, to, to heal my back and it hasn't happened. Well, you're just giving up. Continue to humble yourself before God. And you will accept or he will guide you and with direction and there will be victory and, de and defeat over that. <clears throat> there, um, another story, go to, um, how do you say that one? E-Z-R-A, Isra. Oh, good. Not good with pronouncing. Turn to Ezra 821. <clears throat> Notice in the, the chat, our verse 26 in that one where it said, and all the children. Here, then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Hava that we might afflict ourselves before our God to seek of him the right way for us. So everybody say the right way for us. And for our little ones. Say for our little ones. And for all our substance. See, they were seeking. They were being humbled to God for everything. Everybody in their family. Not just for themselves, but everything. And um, the fast is that when they afflicted themselves, that's, that's the f being humble, asking for direction to God. Not just direction on, on where God wants them, but, you know, if we got anybody, every, all of us in here have family. It's not just being selfish, saying, God, where do you want me? 
well, God, while you're humbling yourself, allow him to show you where he wants you. But in return, humble yourself and ask direction, you know, hey, what, what should I do with my, my loved ones? You know, we all got young kids, and sometimes, you know, um, I know that I struggle with this every once in a while. I have an 8-year-old son, and I want to talk to him like I'm talking to an adult sometime. Well, we can't do that, so I need to seek God for direction to show me, okay, how should I talk to this boy? You know, God, he's got all these questions, and I want to talk to him like I'd talk to pastor. That doesn't work because you confuse the kid. And then sometimes, and I'm speaking to myself, sometimes I'll, um, you know, I mean, I want him to come to church, and then I'll take him home, and it's like we'll go and we'll play a card game. Well, he's got questions about Jesus Christ, and I'm playing a card game, and I, instead of just trying to get down to his level and, and allow God to direct me to, you know, how he needs to hear this, what, what words would be wisdom, what type of wisdom can I apply God to him so he has better understanding from what he's seeking. Praise the Lord. So when we humble ourselves, do it for everything. God is not limited to just you or just your house or just your substance. The whole town, you know, we everybody in here would love to see revival in this town. And we all know, I mean, when you read, and I'll get to that scripture, I'm kind of jumping ahead. There was a lot of testimonies in here. I'm just teasing. They're good. Testimonies are good. But uh, revival comes from that. When you get mass, like the church gets together and we're agreeing on the same thing, revival comes from that. Fast and prayer, I mean, things are, chains are broken. Things happen when you fast. Praise the Lord. So we fasted and, be, oh, this is the next verse. So we fasted and besought our God for this. And he was entreated of us. He heard them. He heard it. You know, you humble yourself. God's going to listen to you. We've heard this um, preached before. Uh, sometimes we wonder why God's not listening. Well, what are we doing to, to, to get him to hear us? He, we, we must be humble. To, and if we want to go further in God, we want to take a next step in God, then that, that hum, being humble is, is showing God. You know, okay, God, it's it's what you want. You know, I mean, to to get you to um, another level, God's not going to keep giving you a, another step and and more direction if you're not willing to follow the direction that He gave you when He first called you into the ministry or or what He told you to do when you seek. Maybe you're seeking back pain or healing on your back, and then for some reason it comes back and you automatically accept it back and. You just keep going back around in, the, in a circle. When you truly humble yourself before God, then the direction, it, it's clear. And that's when your trust and, and your belief, all that is increased. Because when it comes from God, you know it's not you. Uh, I can't stand up here and talk to people. I really don't like doing it. Not that I don't like anybody in here. It's easier to go talk to Brother Tipton in the back about Vicky or something. <laughs> but... You know, um, but when you when God increases the trust for Him and and you you continue to believe, I know this isn't Tyler up here. I know this isn't you know. You ask yourself that all the time. Or say, I know this isn't me up here. I'm not worthy. It's not because God is built. You know, you you trust in Him. You know, it's like anytime 
pastor asked me to do a Bible study. I just say, I don't want this to be what man has to say because I don't care what man has to say, and I pray to God that nobody in here does because men are evil. You know, I'm not saying all of us in here. I'm just saying in general, mankind. <laughs> evil, listen to God, you know. Brother Larry's saying it, but. So um, we'll t- I'll continue. I'll stop going on because there's a lot more to cover. Um, turn to Zechariah 7.5, please. Speak unto all the people of the land and to the priests, saying, When ye fasted and mourned in the fifth and seventh month, even those seven years, did ye at all fast unto me, even unto me? Next verse. And then ye di- and then did ye eat, and when did drink, did ye eat did ye eat for yourselves and drink for yourselves? <clears throat> Well, why are we fasting? Are we doing it for personal gain, spiritual growth, direction? I mean, fasting is going to guide you in, in for, to spiritual growth because God's directing you and it, in, it's in increasing your belief in God. But there are the wrong ways to fast. Fasting for, you know, personal gain. That's the wrong way to fast. Fasting, you're humbling yourself before God, not humbling yourself before yourself. That doesn't even that didn't even make any sense to me. So does it make any sense to anybody in here? And um, we'll turn to Isaiah 58. God goes on to 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 in um, Isaiah 58 says, "Therefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not. Wherefore have we afflicted our souls, and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in the day." Of your fast ye find pleasure and exact all your labors. Behold, ye fast for strife and debate and to smite with the fist of wickedness. Ye shall not fast. This is God talking to them. Ye shall not fast as ye do this day to make your voice be heard on high. There's a wrong, there's a wrong way to fast and I've caught myself doing that wrong way to fast. And I've heard, you know, testimonies from people saying, well, I'm fasting because of this. Well, simply ask yourself, are you fasting for personal gain? Fasting to um, lose weight, that's, that's not fasting for God. That's personal gain. Fasting to, I don't know, there's a, probably a million different ways. But I think you, you get the point. Like, if you're not humbling yourself before God, and fasting for personal gain, verse 4, the end of verse 4 says, you shall not fast. I mean, and, and when you're fighting, if, you know, and there is a Bible verse, and we've all heard, God says, anoint your head, you know, um, don't let it be known that you're fasting. You know, fasting's not easy. Nobody in here that's ever fasted can say, that was a piece of cake. No, fasting is hard. It, it's, it, it does. It, it takes um, guidance and, and direction from God to increase that. But the more you humble yourself before God, the more you allow him to direct you, the stronger that he is going to, or the, the more he's going to direct you into fasting. And, and yeah, one day will become easier. Then two days will, you don't become easier. 
but you continue to just keep going further and further um, and allowing that because when you can take this flesh, it's the flesh that struggles. And the Bible clearly says the flesh doesn't go to heaven. So when you humble yourself and you allow your the spirit inside, allow the Holy Spirit to get you to a level, you know, where God wants you to and keep pushing the flesh off and just destroying the flesh, your belief will continue to increase and, and it grow daily. It grows daily. Um, God will ask or answer your prayers. I'm not saying that he won't in general. I'm just saying, like, you, you'll see these. You'll be more watchful. And, and um, when God talks to you, you'll have more understanding, you know. Um, but don't get discouraged because God's speaking to you for a whole week. And then one week he might not say one or two words, you know. When God doesn't talk, he's still saying something. He's probably trying to get you to go a little bit deeper or, or, hey, you know, I spoke to you this whole week about these things. I'd like you to find out, you know, because I was having a couple, some dreams and I was just pushing them off to the side. And God said, you want to go further. You want to know a little bit more. Find out what this, find out what I'm talking about over here. You know, that was the first thing, you know, when he was telling me flash driving USB, that made no sense to me. Absolutely no sense until I started seeking that direction God guided me to the answer and and what he was trying to say. And it wasn't just meant for me. It was meant for everybody. He wasn't just saying, Tyler, you're a flasher. I know we all are. If we continue to humble ourselves, God's going to direct us to the things that, that he wants in our lives, not to the things that we want. <clears throat> Second Chronicles, verse 20. I know I'm back and forth, but it's, yes, chapter 20. Here in this one, there, there's a big army coming to fight Josephat. And Josephat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. He called everybody together, and he did not go to man first. He did not go seek man's question first. He f- was scared, and for the and so the result came, he went to God to seek out God's direction and proclaimed a fast through all Judah. Everybody came. We want revival in Storm Lake and revival in Sheldon, revival in this town. Everybody here, everybody needs to fast. I'm not commanding you to fast. I'm just saying, we all want the things. Sometimes we got to push this flesh off to the side and stop listening to our bellies. Um, I don't have the verse in here, but Pastor, you have the verse where it talks about your belly being a idol. You know what I'm talking about? Um, but when we put this before God, well, this is going to grow. The flesh is going to grow, and I'm not talking physically, but your spirit's going to decline. What you feed is what grows. For instance, I used to go to the gym and work out. If I continue to work out one arm in the gym and leave the other one alone, what's going to grow? That one arm is going to grow and continue to get bigger, and the other one's going to wither away. Well, if you just see, you're getting the point. I mean, it's going to be huge. So it's the same when you think about this. If you feed the flesh, and I'm not talking, I'm not telling you to stop eating. That would just be, that wouldn't be using wisdom. But the more you feed the flesh, 
the more it's going to grow. But when you feed the spirit and you're willing to humble yourself before God, fast. I mean, you can fast daily. You don't have to completely stop eating. You know, the definition of, of fasting is to abstain from all food or some food. Um, so you can fast. Amanda's fast peanut butter, and I think she's done today. You know, um, pe- people I've heard of fasting pop. But remember this, just giving something up that doesn't bother. I love pickles, but I haven't eaten pickles for a month. I'm not fasting them. It just doesn't bother me not to eat them. Remember, it, it's a way to humble yourself. It, it's it's going to hurt the flesh. That God, you know, it hurt the flesh the spiritual, the, so the spirit can grow. Praise the Lord. Philippians 3.19. Because sometimes... Like I was talking about before, when we accept defeat, well, it'll it'll be up there. Could you turn that to Philippians three nineteen? You know, if we say, "Hey, I'm not, I'm going to skip breakfast today," and you, you eat breakfast, okay. Um, I'm just ta- I'm talking about a lot of the things that God's revealed to me. But for instance. Um, I was doing a fast where I couldn't eat in the middle of the night because I love to eat in the middle of the night. That's just one of my bad habits. Or drink milk. I love cookies and milk. Now everybody's mouth's watering because cookies and milk are good. But so I went and I poured a glass of milk and I started drinking it. And I just it just clicked in my head. It's like, oh, man, I was not supposed to do that. I just failed. But guess what I did? I drank the rest of the glass and God's like, what are you doing? Well, I accepted defeat. Like, no, I could have just dumped it out. I mean, it's easier said now than then. But, I mean, that's seriously how, like, so I, people sometimes, somebody's talked to me, and it's, it's like, well, I was going to fast today, and I failed this one. So then I said I was going to give this up, and then all of a sudden they bring this whole big pot roast into the kitchen. And it's like, well, then I had to eat because I couldn't be rude. No, you don't. You, you don't have to accept defeat. You can just... I mean, there's nothing wrong with saying, no, no, thank you. You know, if I'm not hungry. Well, you're just being rude. No, I'm fasting. <laughs> but don't, don't, don't fight them. Don't throw fists. Don't do that. Um, but um, up here it says, whose end destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is their shame, who mind earthly things. Sometimes it, it, it's good to feel pain on the flesh. As long as, it's doing, as, long as you're feeling that pain, not because you're afflicting the pain, but because you're humbling yourself before God. And when you don't eat, it hurts. But when you, when you go to prayer and you continue to seek out his answer and direction, that, that pain goes away. Because when God talks to you, I mean, everybody in here has been spoke, God spoke to him. And what, what do you feel like? You mean, it's, it's amazing. You just feel relieved. It's like, oh, praise the Lord. I could have never thought of anything that smart. You know, because... We're just not that intelligent. I'm not that intelligent. The rest of you might be. Pastor, he definitely is pretty smart. But, you know, um, so basically the word that God put in me, obviously, is humbling. But if you, if you notice all these verses that were read in here, there was some confusion about how to fast. Um, am I, you know, doing it the right way? Is fasting a command? You know, and the first verse I read. And then shall they fast. 
I'd say that sounds like a command. I mean, you can pray for a revelation yourself. Don't take my word for it. You know, just read it in the Bible. But so if God commands it, I want to do it. And when I'm reading these and, and you're seeing the direction and the results, it's, it's constant victory when you're humbling yourself properly before God. And revival takes place. And on, on top of that, I don't want to have doubt when I'm doing something. I don't want to go out into the world or, or go to my job and say, oh, I know God was giving this to me at home, but I don't know if it was for, I'm not going to say anything. No, I want to fast and be sure that that is the direction that God is taking me. So when I, I just burped again, excuse me. I know you told me not to say that. I couldn't, I couldn't help it. But uh, you did not. I'm teasing. But so I want to be just 100% convicted that that is God directing me. And in order to be at that, at that level, I have to fast and humble myself before God. We're, you're not spiritually going to grow unless you fast and pray. It won't do it. It is a communication between God. It is a way to humble yourself before God. There's many Bible verses that talk about being humble. And the more you're humble, the further you're going to go. And I, I said this again, and the pastor knows that I like to repeat myself, because sometimes we're so stubborn you need to hear it over and over again. The more you humble yourself, the more direction you're going to get. And if God's directing you, you're going to go further. Amen? So don't worry when the flesh, when, it, when you start hurting or when the flesh starts getting painful and stuff. You start praying, it'll take it away. I'm hungry right now, and I'm not supposed to be eaten. But I tell you what, I'm going to pray, and it's going to go away. And I'm going to complain to Amanda when I get home. I'm just teasing. That, that would be back to Isaiah 58. I'm done. I'm just, do you want me to keep going? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You're making me hungry. <laughs> no. Amen. I was, when he was teaching, I was, I was looking at this, this song. See if you know this song. <clears throat> and we'll, we'll determine how long you've been in Pentecost. The song says, how long has it been since you talked with the Lord and told him your heart's hidden secrets. How long since you prayed? How long since you stayed on your knees till the light shone through? Um, I think Sister Mang, uh, Ma uh, Manny, uh, and I just lost the name, um, Manning and Spencer, I think she used to request that all the time for us to sing. And uh, that song comes back quite often. It, and the whole song just came through uh, when he was teaching. I want. I want to. Um, this week, uh, I've been praying something. It seems so simple, and, and I'm not correcting, and I'm not rebuking, or I'm not doing any of that type of stuff. It's just what I've been seeing when I've been when I've been praying this week, and I'm just going to confess to you. Okay, I'm just confessing. We're just talking. Um, we're sitting around having some chicken, and you're passing me some more chicken, and we're eating. We just talked about fasting, but we're eating and uh, pot roast, and uh, we're having peanut butter and. And uh, milk, big glass of milk we're having there. Um, I'm going to confess something to you. I, I told the leadership um, last week, I was telling some of the things that, anybody got pet peeves? I mean, just, you don't even know why they're pet peeves. They're just stuck in you, and you, you just tolerate them. You're like, uh, okay. So I told them one of mine, and we've been talking about it. You know what, another pet, pet peeve I'm just going to confess to you? And I do it all the time. And every time I say it, my stomach just overturns. So I'm coming down off the pulpit. So, 
this whole concept of going to another level, has that ever bothered anybody? Maybe I'm the only one. It's like, it preaches well. I love preaching. Hey, we're going to another level. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready. <laughs> Does that ever bother anybody? And not, not a pet peeve, but it always just kind of rubbed my, my burr the wrong way. So I'm asking God because I, in a sense, I, I feel like it's biblical, but in a sense, I feel like it's just preachable, if that makes sense. So I'm praying this week about it, and Brother Ty was talking about fasting. I'm praying, and, and for some reason, I just got under my saddle, and I just kind of rode that till it just rubbed wrong, and I'm like, God, is there really levels? Like maybe I'm on level 23, and you're all on like level 18 or something like that, and I, you need to come up to level 23. Right? Does it bother you? I'm just, I'm just being honest here. So I'm praying to God, and I said, God, what is this whole thing with levels? And God began to talk. He showed me the scripture, and I'll never forget the night Brother Larry Yartz Sr. taught it about drawing nigh to God in James. And um, the whole scripture, the whole, that, actually a lot of that lesson came back and, and submitting yourself to God and fleeing the devil. And I was going through that. And, and, and God really began to show me this, this whole word um, picture about just taking steps closer to him. Just being able to just be get closer to him, and 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 it really just kind of kind of settled this whole concept of levels. Really not levels; it's, it's steps. How close do you want to get to God? How how close are you going to depend on His guidance or His direction or His voice or His? How long has it been since you prayed on your knees until you got an answer or till a light shone through? I grew up in old-time Pentecost. Brother Jerry Tiller testified about how his wife was dying, and they had put her in the bed, and hospice had gathered around, and she was gone. And he went at, I don't know how old Brother Tiller would have been, 80-some years old. And he, he got on his knees, and he prayed all night long. He fell asleep on his knees in his 80s along the couch. And when, when someone woke him finally, his wife lived. But just a few years later, Brother Jerry Tiller died, and his wife lived on, I don't know how many more years, like 10 more years after that. You want to talk about a man that believed in praying on his knees. And I, and I thought I'd start thinking about the closeness he had with God and all the testimonies he had about how God walked up on him. And, and God really started, started dealing with me. It's not, not necessarily levels. How close do you want to get to God? Because there's a sacrifice to get that close. There's, there, there is something that you have to do. There's something you have to prepare yourself for or with to get, get there. So maybe it's not levels. It preaches well when he levels. So if I ever say levels again, just, just get that step and just I'm taking another step closer. I, I'm leaving this world behind, and I'm going to take another step closer to him. It'll, it'll, cost, you, it'll cost you everything the closer you want to get to God. And so I'm over my little rant right now. And, uh, it, it, man, it took me 20 years to get over that whole level. And I preach it to you. You're going to put on another level. You have a question? Okay. When you take a step closer. So, so it always comes, she, she wants to know, she says, you know, whether you call it levels or steps, it seems like, and we've talked about this many times, when you take that next step closer to him, it almost seems like some of the same tests and trials are repeated, but maybe harder. 
And I, feel, I think it's really the, the depth of God that you're growing in. Um, it, really, to get closer to God, it always boils down to the same thing. You've got to be repentant. Sin can't step in his, um, his presence. Uh, um, you know, um, be holy for, for God is holy. So all these things um, really are always there. So we could say that there are simple steps um, to the, the depth or to the step of God that you take that always are there. It's just the depth of, of getting rid of them. So forgiveness, we, you, and this is a good example, okay? So I'm just starting out as Christmas. I ask Christian, I ask God to forgive me, and I've done some horrible things. I've robbed banks and, um, you know, um, did all this type of thing. God says, okay, that's forgiven. And then you take this step closer to God, and God says, oh, oh yeah, the, there's still some more stuff you've got to get out of there. Oh, okay, well, I'm sorry, and then I'm upset with my parents, and I got I did treated them bad. And you take another step, and God says, well, no, no, wait, wait a minute. That's, I mean, that's great. You're getting closer, but I still see some unrighteousness, I see, still see some unholiness, I still some, see some things. And so forgiveness is always going to be on that journey. Repentance is always going to be a part of each step that you take, always. I, I pray, if you've not watched the Tragedy of Wounded Spirit, you need to watch it. I watch that as a maintenance routine now about every two months or every month and a half or six weeks, somewhere in that area, and I am finding more things inside this heart that is horrible that I never knew was there. I mean, we're talking about stuff I go back and I'm like, I didn't even realize it was there. I'm pulling that out and getting rid of that. So, you know, I, I think the principles are always going to be there, like forgiveness and repentance. It's just the depth of revelation that you have about yourself the closer you get to him. Remember when, when Jesus stepped in front of Peter, Peter said, depart from me, I'm a wicked man. I think the closer you get to Jesus, the more unrighteous you feel or the more dirty you feel. And so more the unrighteousness is revealed in him. Says Rebecca had a I think they're almost synonymous um, in the sense we're talking about a depth. And that's, that's where I really struggle. What, what is a step? What is a dimension? What I, what I really believe God was really dealing with me is really it's just the closeness that you're getting to him. And the closer you get to him, um, um, the deeper your sin is revealed or, or the deeper mercy is revealed, the deeper um, God's doing. Now, there is definitely crossing overs where you can't, you can't look back. For an example... Um, the Bible says that if you put your hand to the plow and look back, I, I would believe that's, if you want to call it a dimension, you're crossing over from a pew sitter, maybe saved, but a pew sitter crossing over and say, okay, I'm going to work for you now, God. God said, once you cross that dimension, once you cross that line, you, you can't look back. To be very honest, I, I teach the leaders that at that point, your salvation is connected to your ministry. You know, before you stepped over that dimension, you were saved, sanctified, you're going to heaven, but you stepped over and said, God, I'm going to work for you, now I'm going to take this dimensional step. Jesus said, at that point, you can't look back. Great. Right. Right. The deepest part. And that would be a great example. Mm-hmm. And if you look, if you really study the tabernacle, the tabernacle practice is the best place. If you want to learn how to pray or worship or salvation or any of those, it, it is foreshadowing the tabernacle plan. And you, there's things you can do on the outside of the tabernacle plan, simple things like repentance and death and washing. Once you went into that holy of holies, you were inside another dimension or the crossing over place. And then there was the, the holy of holies, the, the, the 
uh, tabernacle plans. So, so maybe that's maybe that's what the elders were preaching about, and us younger preachers just picked up the mantle and said, "Yeah, that preach is good." But I'm confessing to you this week. I really started seeking God, saying, "I I, I don't understand this. Show me." And and He really started showing me this picture of of stepping closer to Him. Um, anybody else? No, these these are good. I mean, this this is what this is what it's about. Opening this up. Really, to be honest, we need to get back to the basics. Prayer and fasting is part of them. You have to come hungry. You have to come expecting. You have to you have to come wanting to receive. Um, you just have to. If you are sitting there waiting to be fed, you will never be fed. But if you are actively engaged in this process, I, I, tell, I tell the leaders all the time, you should be, I, when I preach, I expect at least a dozen people like, no way, I was just reading this, Pastor. We were just talking about this, Pastor. It shows to me that you're eating the right diet or that I'm eating the right diet, that we're, we're, you're connecting, you're engaged, you're active in your growth. I'll never forget the day that I looked at Brother David and Ella Woodward at a men's retreat, and I'm like, I, I've been baptized with the Holy Ghost, but I have no idea what this baptism of fire is. I'm, I asked that question. We prayed. We walked in. I mean, we're talking five minutes, walked in, sat down. Brother David Bernard got up and said, I was going to teach on holiness, holiness tonight, but he said, God just quickened me, and I'm, I'm going to preach on the baptism of fire. And I sat there. And, and David Ellen, you know David Ellen, he's hitting me up, see, 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 see. <laughs> That's how connected you need to be in your process. Amen. Why don't you stand with me? Amen. God is able. So next weekend we're going to have Brother Todd, uh, Brother by faith, Todd Burner down. Uh, Pastor Todd Burner down uh, from the Nazarene uh, Church. We're talking about um, celebrate recovery. I don't know the schedule yet. We're going to bring him in on Saturday. He's in on business, and uh, we'll enjoy getting to know that better. There's a lot of work going on in Storm Lake. If you're able, uh, we have a lot of men that are doing different things. We have, we have um, different rooms being taken over right now. Uh, the Helping Hands room has been cleaned out, washed out, painted ready to go. We just need someone to show them shelves and, and what you want to do with some of the shelves. And we need some men to help Brother Larry. He's kind of taken that over. Um, the closet, um, of supply closet has been cleaned out. It's, it's, it's being prepped to be clean. Brother Jay Cruz um, has taken over the uh, chapel room down there, uh, what we're calling the youth chapel, but the kind of a chapel room. They're going to paint it like our old storefront building to kind of bring back some of the memories. <clears throat> 